Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you can join us, but before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for being a good God, Lord, and we just thank you for your patience, Lord, when dealing with us, Lord, and Lord, that you never stop loving us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit and that he's poured out freely on us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are continuing our study of the book of Acts, or the Acts of the Apostles. And before getting the word, I just ask that if you like or are blessed by this message, that you like the, like the message, press the like button, subscribe on this and any number of the platforms you can find a day of prayer, and that you would share it with someone else. So that way they too can be blessed, and they can learn and grow in not just knowledge, but in relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And we want to thank you. All those that have liked, subscribed, and shared. Amen. We do appreciate it. Amen. You are a blessing to us. And we want to thank you for helping um, make it easier that others can find these messages, these teachings, and learn and grow in relationship with the Lord. Amen. So so thank you. Mm -hmm. And this morning, we are going to reread Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Um, so still more the the Lord is sharing with us on coming into that into alignment with his plan and our perspective in what he is doing. Amen. Amen. So can I get a volunteer to reread that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, I promise. The former account I made, oh default. Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after suffering and any and and by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized for with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked, of, asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or season which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? 
This same Jesus, who was taken up from your, from you into heaven, will also come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. So, at this time, I want to open up the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, or has been, and to ask any questions that you have. So, who would like to begin? Okay, I'll begin. <laughs> Please do, La Charles. This remind oh um I was reminded of a couple devotionals back how you, Mommy, and Mr. Dean were talking about the people that uh the disciples were afraid of. They were not Jewish they were Jewish, sorry. They were not foreigners. They mm-hmm. were those that were their people. And the Lord immediately reminded me of where Jesus in the gospels I haven't quite found it yet, where he says a man a prophet is uh Hey. Not without honor. Not welcome in his hometown. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Dean. And how the Lord showed me here was that it was just a further fulfillment of what was happening. Because I um, wondered why they were so resistant. And the Lord was showing me that, yes, it both refers to a place, but it also refers to the people in the place. Um, going back to uh, like five devotionals or four ago, and how we've been talking about. The bride of Christ is not just the per, um, not just the place, but it's the people and the place. And the Lord was just showing that this also relates to that same point was that it's talking about the people inside the place and how I know for myself sometimes I'm unwilling to receive things, especially from Layla and Promise, because I know them. I think, man, you don't do that. Oh, okay. And that's how the Lord was showing me here was that, first of all, that I first have to be willing to receive from others that I know and not just putting up my shoes and saying, I know this and this and that, but also saying, okay, I'm going to listen to the Lord and see what you're, what he's trying to say through you, not just looking at the vessel that I think or what should be the vessel that I think it should come from. Mm-hmm. So being focused, you're able to hear God's voice no matter who he speaks through. Yes. Right. It's not about them or not them. If the Lord had a duck and started speaking through the duck or a donkey or a donkey, please listen. It shouldn't get to that point. But you are not your focus isn't the vessel. It's on. Yes. Lord, are you speaking? And whatever you say, regardless of whoever you send it through, I'm willing to hear your voice. But Charles, you kind of you mentioned that. They, um, it wasn't the foreigners that were the what was the problem. Isn't it interesting that mm-hmm. the Jewish leadership had drummed into them that their oppressors were the Romans? Mm-hmm. Yet yes. it was the Jewish leaders who were actually doing the the majority of the oppressing by not rightly teaching God's word. Amen to that, mm. and casting out and with using the things of God as a means of um, discarding people um, and separating them and all kinds of other things that God didn't want. And by that, I mean, they're going to kick you out of the, the temple because you don't X, Y, and Z. They think you should do, you know, la da 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 and you're not doing it. So they're going to push you away from God, saying they're doing things on God's behalf and things of that nature. But the cultural pressure to believe a lie that didn't exist and then look at the parallels of where we are today. Amen. These things don't go away, right? Yes. 
because it's in nature. The same adversary has been pulling the same schemes on mankind the whole time. Nothing new under the sun, I believe Ecclesiastes states. There is nothing new under the sun, absolutely. And uh, you were looking for those scriptures. Um, Matthew 13, 57 says, and they took offense at him, but Jesus said to them, only in his hometown and in his own household is a prophet without honor. Mm-hmm. It's also in Mark 6, verse 4. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his own household is a prophet without honor. Luke four twenty four says, then he added, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. And then John four forty four says, now he himself has tes- had testified, excuse me, that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. Each gospel declared that. Yes. So, I, you were looking for those, you were searching for those, you said, I haven't found them yet, so I want to yes. make sure you had them, sir. You Je- and, and each. All the listeners. Amen. And Jesus said, if I had, if the works that were done in Capernaum had been done in um, foreign places, it was like Sidon. Tyre and Sidon. Sidon. Yes. They would have been repented in sackcloth and ashes by now. Right? Yes. yes. But it's like you people are <laughs> 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 always looking for a sign. You're always, you're still not satisfied. But, and it's not about, it's not about, Jewish people or not Jewish people. If God had chosen to come through another lineage, it would have been the same outcome because sin nature is sin nature, which is why you can look at every culture throughout every um, era, E-R-A, that has happened since the beginning of time to now and find the same sin over and over and over. You can look at every population that's currently on the earth and you will see lies, you'll see murder, you'll see theft, you'll see hatred, You'll see um, sexual immorality. You'll see oppression and divisions. You'll see all of those things because it's about sin nature, not your skin color or where you grew up or any of those other things that we would love to attribute it to. It is a product of sin nature. And every human has that. Mm-hmm. We'd love to go, well, that culture is more respectful. No, they're oh. not. They just hide it <laughs> differently than what this culture does. Well, if God is not the focus... Everybody is subject to sin. Well, they exchanged the truth for a lie. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pervasive in any culture, mm-hmm. right? And because mm-hmm. um, more and more um, cultures are taught to focus on feelings and not on truth. Back to last time, what is the cornerstone? What is the mm-hmm. plumb line? What is square and true? And mm-hmm. it's only God's word. Mm-hmm. And it's only a, God's word can certainly stand as it is. But the, the fulfillment of that, the true fullness of that comes through the illumination of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. inside each individual. Mm-hmm. And, and people exchange the truth for a lie because it gives them the fodder they need to deny God and scream and all these other things loud and crazy, whatever they want to do, so they don't hear the voice of God themselves. That's really what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Drown out the truth with inside themselves. <coughs> Excuse Amen. me. And dispose of the truth. Amen to that. Well, it's... Jesus talks about this in the woes that he gave, right? In, in two of them, he says, you have the key to the door, if you will, but you stand in the way so that others can't enter. You won't enter yourselves, mm-hmm. but you prevent others from coming in, right? Um, it was brought up how 
uh, essentially the Beatitudes, right? And how they'll, they'll do all these things to you. But in John 16, it says this, These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God's service or is doing a service to God, to the mm-hmm. Lord. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. Amen. Um, mm-hmm. Right? And then he continues. I'll, I'll, I'll read uh, verse 4. But these things I have told you that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just stop there. But it, it says, Dean, as you were talking, it, it amplifies that. Yes, they are doing everything in their natural power to not hear the voice of the Lord, but to not come into a relationship with him, which is why there's a scripture that says, not all are Israel that are of Israel. And you see that played out here. These are, well, the Hebrews, the lineage, the Jews, right? Yes. They were not unaware or unknowing of scripture. They literally grew up with the scriptures. Yes. They grew up knowing about the Lord. But there's a difference between knowing about him and knowing him. Mm-hmm. And that is what the Lord was is was and is calling each of us to do, is to actually come into a relationship with him, knowing him, his ways, his thoughts, his character, his nature, attributes, all those things, and exemplifying those in our lives. Mm-hmm. Amen. And if we could reconnect for a moment as we were talking about the, the Lord's temple, and we mm-hmm. went through all the the detail that God put into it and the thoughtfulness that he put into everything pointing to Jesus and symbolizing him and his work in the earth and what his blood would do when it was poured out and placed on the mercy seat in the heavenly community. And now God's saying, hey, we, then we transition to you have a place still today that hasn't been done away with, that's mm-hmm. not over and finished, all the roles have not been filled. You have a role to play find out what that is, what God wants you to do and begin to do it to now we're looking at the, um, the apostles as they go, okay, you know, things are transitioning. We, we walked with Jesus every day. We saw him crucified. We have seen him raised from the dead. We felt the the holes in his hands and in his feet and the, the hole in his side from where the spear pierced him. We've seen that. Where are we going now? What do we do next? And we see the Lord placing and commissioning and positioning his people to begin to fulfill their role in the earth. Yes, there was a learning and a preparation, as you mentioned, Layla. But now there's coming the time where they're supposed to be acting, doing what is an appropriate response to their faith in Jesus Christ, which Mm -hmm. is letting the Holy Spirit use them and guide them to finish the work that Jesus intentionally gave us to do. He could have stayed here much longer, right? And did everything himself, but he didn't want to do that. God, the Father, did not want that done. He wants us to participate so I kind of started talking about this. Um, Dean, did you have something you wanted to say? I was just thinking about, you know, you were saying, and, and do what God has told you to do, connecting back to the temple, right? Mm-hmm. The articles of the mm-hmm. temple, mm-hmm. each had a divine purpose. We each mm-hmm. have a divine purpose. I just, Amen. to me, 9 to 11 is, what are you standing around for? Was, Get at it. That's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. Exactly. Thank you. 
they're like, why are you looking here? You have somewhere to be. Go link up with your destiny. Get in line with that. Don't mm. run off and start doing if you didn't fulfill step A and B. He said, go get the Holy Spirit, right? Wait, don't you leave yes. until you're filled. You're baptized with the Holy Spirit. Don't run off without him, but go in line and take the next step that he told you to take. And why are you looking and still thinking about what you thought was going to happen instead of getting to your spot? And, you know, they're like, hurry up. Uh, the Bible says that all of creation is waiting for the sons of God to be made manifest. Can you find that scripture for me? I so, the Charles, you referenced that it's both the place and the people that are the bride of Christ. Heaven says, yes. let me show you the new Jerusalem, the lamb's wife, the lamb's bride, right? That's within Revelation. Yes. Then we see earth is saying the people are the bride of Christ. So heaven is saying it's the place. Earth is saying it's the people. So it's both. We each have our role to play. You got to take the right steps, though. Stay in line with what God has already said so you can get on to the work. Um, so Abe, go ahead, baby. You got it? I do. It's Romans 8 19. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Amen. So you have more to read? No, no, that's, okay. that is the verse. Okay, so these angels are like, hey, you guys, don't you know what's getting ready to happen? Don't you? Come on, what are you looking around for? You got, you got work to do. Get he's, to it. He's going to, Jesus is doing what he's going to do. Go get your stuff done. He's coming back, the same Jesus, mm -hmm. he's coming back. He's got his role. You come do yours. So creation, angels are part of creation. They're not the earthly creation, but they are the works of the hands of God, right? They're, yes. they're his first fruits of creation, created things. Heaven was created first. Then the earth was taken out of that, right? Um, so they're like, come on, do your part, because we're waiting too for all this stuff to come back together. That doesn't include the trees and the ground that's groaning and travailing, looking for, waiting for its redemption along with us. But there's another part of our family, right, <laughs> that's waiting for everything to come back together. But um, also in verse 8, I, I kind of mentioned that we read things and we categorize incorrectly what's important and what's not important because we're thinking one thing versus another. In verse 8, he says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, not power to go beat anybody up, <laughs> and, and you shall be witnesses to me, that's Jesus, in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The power was to witness to Jesus. So he was telling him, here's your next step. Here's what you're going to do. But their minds were still on swords. Ding, 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 ding. Right? There were, there yes. were some zealots among them. That yes. were, they like to fight. All about conquering. Yes. We have some sons of thunder in there. We have some, <laughs> we have Peter, you know, quick witted and all that other stuff. But the thing that was kind of like, yeah, yeah, Jesus was actually the focus of what he was saying. Get power from the Holy Spirit coming on you so he can guide you and direct you. So you can go and witness to Jesus because he's the way, the truth and the life. And once you do that, that's going to actually facilitate the kingdom being restored. Well, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. That is the key, right? We've spoken a lot in this, since we started Acts about just aligning ourselves with the Lord and his plan and how literally everything in his plan is the opposite of 
what we in the natural would think, all right, misunderstanding the plan. So he, the first instruction he gives here is what? To receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Now, this is, acts as a continuation of, of what Luke wrote about in the Gospel of Luke. Yes? Yes. yes. What does Luke twenty four forty nine say? Actually, read 48 and 49. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed with power from on high. Mm-hmm. So, we just read about being witnesses, right? Yes. So they are witnesses. You shall be witnesses, right? Um, that's, our, that's Acts 1.8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me, at, literally throughout the earth, right? Yes. So the first instruction he gave them was to wait. Not to go do, not to run ahead, Right? Yes. As we were talking, Layla, you brought up in a previous podcast about staying in step with the Lord. Right? At every stop, yes. he, he has what you need. You cannot run ahead because you'll miss it. And if you lag behind, you won't have it when you need it. Yes. Right? They were told to wait because they didn't have what they needed yet. That was the first instruction he gave to them. <laughs> Wait here, tarry here in Jerusalem until you receive, uh, until you are endued with power from on high. So un- until you receive the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. yes. And as we we're going over that part, I was reminded of Isaiah 40, uh, 29 through 31, which says this. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That is the only way, just like with Zerubbabel, that the house of the Lord can be built is through the the power, yes, but the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. We saw it when we were studying the Lord's house, even in the garden. This is how the Lord purposed for His, those that are His, His people, and He is their God, to walk with Him, to align with Him. They were, Adam and woman, were led by the Holy Spirit in the garden. Nothing has changed. This is always how the Lord intended for it to be. Yes, the Holy Spirit in, throughout the Old Testament wasn't freely given, right? But yes. when people had a purpose, when the Lord assigned them a, a role, He also gave them the power and authority to accomplish that purpose, right? Yes. People like Moses. People like the 70 elders who said, I'm going to take the same spirit that's on you and I'm going to put it on them, right? He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The same with all his prophets, right? Yes. And 
and kings. That, that was King Saul, but then also King David, right? Yes. Was that not even when David was in sin? That was his request. Take not your Holy Spirit from me, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so it's the same Holy Spirit. We've seen him throughout the entirety of Scripture. But that was the first, first thing that the Lord gave them. The opposite, hey, wait, wait till you receive this, right? The Lord had taught them about it, but there's a difference in hearing about something, just like the Lord, but then receiving him, knowing him, not just knowing about him. Anyone else? No. Go ahead, sir. Okay, I want to... Okay, the Lord's talking to me about verse 8 where he's talking about they're supposed to go into the world and witness to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord showed me that with that, in order to be a witness, we first have to get everything from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he reminded me of what you said. Wait, first let me backtrack. Being a witness is during the whole day, all the time, no matter what time it is. Mm-hmm. And he, he reminded me of when you said there's people that when they get to church, they put on a church outfit. And then when they get, as soon as they get into the parking lot, they rip it off and pull out their regular day outfit. And you see them driving away. And it's not the same person you see inside of church. They act very different, differently, right? Yes. They behave, they speak, everything very differently. We should be consistent. Because we should always be focused on the Lord, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Continue, sir. And how the Lord is saying that, no, even if you do something inside of your personal life, that's all going to come, if you do something wrong inside of your personal life. The Lord still knows about it, even if it doesn't come to light inside the natural at that moment. But no matter what, sin is still going to bear fruit, not a good fruit. No, it's, it's horrible and, and can be very painful. So, how do we deal with that, sir? First, by being in communion with the Lord throughout the whole day, and whatever the Lord says to do it. Mm-hmm. And are you talking communion and just taking the elements? No, being attuned to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Communion or fellowship with the Lord, right? Yes. Remaining in His presence. As we were saying in a previous podcast, it's very difficult to be in sin if you are focused on the Lord. It is literally all but impossible. But it's when we shift our focus to the right or to the left that then we, I'll say, give opportunity to be tempted or for the enemy to have a foothold. Right? Yes. So I'll say, and so we should make ourselves bulletproof. Just remaining focused on the Lord and not giving the enemy a place in any area and aspect of our lives. Right? Yes. It's easier to uproot something when it's just a little seed or seedling than after it has grown and matured and has roots and their the roots are even thicker and longer and further growing, right? Yes. yes. 
Got to trace that all the way back to the beginning, yes? yes? Yes. And get to the core of it so it can actually be uprooted. So, that's part of the reason we have the Holy Spirit, right? He's yes. teaching us, that's what it says in John 16, about sin and righteousness, right? Yes. That is part of what he is doing, his role. We have to come into alignment with that. It, it says that, your version may say, he convicts the world of sin. In other words, he's saying, hey, that's, that's not in alignment with the Lord. And that right there is our opportunity to pluck that seedling up, that seed or seedling, before it has time to grow. Yes. Seedling of sin, that is, in our lives. Right? To, to yes. humble ourselves, to repent, and come back into alignment with our Lord and Savior. So none of this is meant to condemn anyone. It's only meant to encourage and to demonstrate how we apply this to our everyday life, every moment of every day, but also to give some insight into the bigger picture of what the Lord is doing, what he has called you to do and to participate in, in his plan, in what he is doing here on the earth, which is to help reestablish his kingdom on the earth, but also to prepare a people that are ready, that are prepared for the Lord, for his, his coming, right? Yes. A people that can re-enter the heavenly community. He, Jesus said, who are my mother and my brothers? And what was the answer? Those that do the will of my father. Okay, those that do the will of my father. So again, we should have no will but to do his will. Just to put it very, very plainly. That should be our will, our desire, our driving force. Because that's how the pattern example that Christ lived. That's what he demonstrated to us. And how we should carry and conduct our lives. And that's why the Father was pleased with him. And how the Father was glorified. Carrying out, doing, conducting his will here on the earth. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's stop there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today, and we thank you for your goodness, Lord, that you have redeemed us, Lord, that you have made us new in your sight, Lord, that you have cleaned us up, God, and that you have brought us back to be one with you as we were before the world was. God, we thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, and we thank you for blessing them and causing them to excel in the sight of their enemies, Lord, that you're promoting them, Lord, and causing them to grow. God, we just thank you for who you are and what you do, Lord, and that you're always good to us, Lord, and you tell us the truth and that you have freely given your Holy Spirit to all who will receive, Lord, without drawing back, Lord, without reserve, whoever asks of you, Lord, that you give it freely, Lord, in faith, God. So we just thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. 
This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a day of prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.